Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 55 of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. And as it has been for a ridiculously long time now, Mr. Cash is over there in computer land. Hey, what's up? How are (laughs) you? I am doing pretty good. You know, just been like one of those days where I'm running from like session to meeting to recording to session to meeting to recording. I feel like I've been on repeat all day and actually on camera for a lot of that day. But it's a good thing. It is. It is. Pete and repeat. Exactly. Exactly. Things are going good in your life. That face you just made is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, thank you well, man. So can't good. Complain. Right. Cannot complain. All right. Can't complain. All right. Hey, but I am kind of proud of us because over the course of the last few weeks, we've really kind of like gotten good at this, not doing too much chit chat at the beginning and just getting to it. So look at me getting to it. I guess it's even, I don't know, pointless at this point to ask, hey, Randy, have you done any of those assessments I've asked you to do? Uh, no, you told me that it was part of the bit and I didn't have to do them anymore. I did not say <laughs> I did not tell you that. Do what? Did you send me another one? I think I did. I don't know. It's been a crazy thing right now. Oh lordy! Now you're gonna hold me hold me accountable. I did send you that. (laughs) No, I did. I sent you the the Karen version or the chicken version of Karen. I saw that. I thought you would appreciate. Okay, I'll let you off the hook again. At some point, what's gonna have to happen is I'm gonna call you one day. I'm gonna be like, okay. Have you done the attachment style quiz yet? Have you done the five love language quiz yet? Okay, and then let's go back and do the DISC assessment, which is that bigger quiz that we hadn't talked about in a while. It's all good. It's all good. We'll get there. We'll get there. So that being said, we are still talking about the five love languages. I did kind of like a mini series on this over on TikTok a couple weeks ago. And over the last few weeks on the blog and then the podcast, we're talking more in detail about the different five love languages. So today we are talking about quality time. Notice I'm using the word quality, not quantity. I hear from so many couples, I literally think I've had three sessions today where this has been an issue, where they're like, you know, we spend all of our time together, we're not going places anymore, everything seems to be sort of weird and up in the air if we can actually go and eat at restaurants or go to movie theaters or whatever. So we end up sitting on the couch, watching a TV show, playing on our phones for like six hours over the course of a night. And then we get to the end of the evening and we realize that not only have we not spent any actual quality time interacting with each other, but we're almost just kind of irritated or it just feels like we've kind of wasted the night away. Yeah. It's strange times now uh, with that kind of stuff. And I guess it would really uh, play into uh how strong your relationship is. <laughs> sure. And I don't want people to think that sitting on the tell on, on the television, you don't sit on the television, you sit on the couch to watch the television. I'm not saying that that's bad or wrong. And in fact, I do that all the time. So it's not about saying that you can never have those days, but if your love language is quality time, you just want to make sure that the interactions that you're having are actually of a quality nature and not necessarily just a quantity of time that you're spending. In fact, you can spend 15, 20 minutes having some real quality interaction and then maybe spend the rest of your evening doing whatever it is that you want to do. I have had some interesting feedback lately, though. Some people have said, you know, that they feel like there are limitations to the five love languages. And by no means am I going to knock the five love languages. I think it's a great concept. 
But I do agree. I think there are some limitations to what this one assessment allows you to understand about yourself. And honestly, the biggest limitation I see is that it doesn't give you a delineation between the way that you give and receive love. And that may not actually be the same for all people all the time. Like you may enjoy giving gifts, but hate receiving them. You may enjoy doing acts of service for someone, but you would rather someone tell you through their words how they feel about you. I know you said, Randy, it's been a while since you've taken the quiz, but do you remember like anything about your, like what your types were, like the way that you best give? And then I'm going to ask if that's also the way that you receive. I feel I was more of like kind of between like the acts of service and physical touch. Okay. All right. Do you feel like it's possible that those are like, in both directions, you give and you receive that way, or do you just give and or receive that way? I would say both. Both. Okay. So you might be more of the balanced category. Like I know for me, I love to give acts of service. I also enjoy receiving acts of service, but when it comes to gifts, I am a far better gift giver than I am gift receiver. And gifts are actually my lowest on the love language scale, probably for that reason, because it's not the way that I enjoy receiving. And that's how that quiz is kind of written. It's more through the lens of how do you receive, but not so much how you give. And so I think that's part of the limitations that might exist. Another limitation that I feel like exists within the love languages construct, concept, whatever, you know what I mean, is the idea that there's not a lot of overlap. And I feel like it's important to be able to find overlap in the situations where if we use quality time as an example, you know, last week I talked about from acts of service, if you cook someone dinner and then eat the dinner together, that could actually be an act of service and some quality time all wrapped up into one. And then if you think even about the physical touch, like what you were saying, If the physical touch starts off by giving one another a back massage or a back scratch or a foot massage or something of that nature, well, now you're spending quality time and engaging in physical touch. So you're like marking off two things with one activity, which is really, I would argue, the gold standard. It's like a way to kind of get in there and decode things a little bit and not feel so stuck with like, oh, well, I want physical touch. They want acts of service. Maybe you can combine them together. Just saying. Yeah, you can perform some acts of service, you know, and physical touch. You know, I mean, we all love that, I guess. Why, why all, do you look mischievous as you say that? Uh, because I'm a mischievous boy. Because you're a mischievous boy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like as you're sitting there talking about acts of service and physical touch, you just got this grin on your face. Like you are having some sort of impure thought. So, you know, which I wouldn't put past you. I'm just saying. Brown chicken, brown cow. Oh my goodness. You are a mess. So I do think that there are a lot of benefits to knowing yourself and knowing how you show up in your relationship. And I think when we look at any assessments, be it the attachment style quiz that we were looking at a few weeks ago, the love languages, the four tendencies that we're going to talk about next in our our next set of um, series that we go through, it's just one lens that you can use to view yourself, and to better understand how you're showing up 
in your relationship. It's not the answer to everything. And that's the reason there's all of this overlap, not just between the love languages, but even between the different assessments. They all kind of measure one area of relationship and individual functioning. It's not, there's not like a one size fits all quiz for everything. So you have to kind of take it and recognize you need multiple levels to understand. Yeah, it's not like you take these assessments and like, this is how you are, period. I view these as like a way to kind of get to know yourself and how you operate. And maybe you can apply that with, you know, mm -hmm. all of your relationships. Absolutely. I think that's the best way to think about it. It's like, how can you actually allow yourself to know yourself, know your partner, and to learn how to almost speak their language, whether it's a love language or an attachment style or just understanding how they show up and the way they'd like their coffee made in the morning. It's just understanding yourself like a roadmap or a kind of way for you to take your level of relationship to another level and sort of get to a deeper understanding of things, which then builds kind of a healthier dynamic, which allows you to feel just a lot more connected. Yeah, 100%. I will say hanging out with you all these years is definitely, I call it therapy by proxy. <laughs> You've gotten therapy by proxy. Oh, That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, and it, it, it definitely helped me, like I say all the time, not only my romantic relationships, but also my friendships and my business across the board. It's been very beneficial. Well, thank you for that, You're Mr. Welcome. Cash. That's awesome. I am happy to help. And I like knowing that, you know, because in my mind, I'm just over here like therapizing everybody. And it's good to know that it doesn't come across as like annoying or frustrating, but it's actually helpful. That's kind of nice. Um, but it is. It, it's one of those things that even in this relationship communication workshop, which has been, I can't, you're not even going to recognize it. You know how when we first started, I said it was like, six lessons long and that's pretty much the gist of it it now has like multiple parts and things you can opt in or out of and there's a whole section now randy on the sex therapy side of stuff um that goes through kind of like best practices not just as a relationship therapist but also as a sex therapist because honestly it all comes back to communication and yes the love languages play a role and i feel like it's just important to better understand how you're showing up and what's going on in your life I think primarily everything we talk about on here is based around communication, 100%. It really is. You know, and even it, like the communication you have with yourself, sometimes you may not even realize that you're saying certain things to yourself or you're, you're reacting in, internally in a way that then gets translated into your relationship. And really at the end of it all, I tell people all the time, the big key to unlocking relationship success is communication, which leads to comprehension, which leads to a change in action. And if you can do those three things, then you're going to have a lot of success. You really are. Does that mean it will always be perfect? No, it nothing is. That's not the goal. Perfection is not the goal. The perfection or the uh, the goal we're going for is to just improve a little bit every day and to continue resetting and recognizing that you're on the same team. You don't have to be against each other and antagonistic, and you can actually build a great partnership that will kind of carry you into the future. I will say that, like I said a few weeks ago, I feel like at the my core, I'm the same person, but now my behavior has changed. And that's the, I think the key to, you know, the, the positive changes I've made in my life, my behavior's changed. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like you communicate, you comprehend something, you process it, you give yourself a chance to really internalize and figure out exactly what it is that you need to do. And then you make some changes to your behavior. We're not talking about changing the core of who you are, but the more you understand yourself, the easier it is to sort of behaviorally manage things when necessary. All right. I'm going to quit beating this course, because we know I can do that. I am a wordy person. I don't know what to tell you. But if people do want to follow along with your ridiculous self, how can they do that? My ridiculous self can be found on the Instagrams at Comedy. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay. If you do want to follow along with what I've got going on, you can find me, just go to lindsaywalden.com. That's really where you can find everything. But if you do want to connect with me over on social platforms, I'm on Facebook at Lindsay Walden Consulting. I am on Instagram and TikTok at this is Lindsay Walden. On Pinterest, it's Therapy Thoughts. So there are lots of places for you to connect with me, consume whatever free info I've got out there. And I would love for you to interact with me, drop a comment, ask a question, I am happy, happy, happy to help and would love to hear from you. Until next week, I do hope you keep living your best life and building that relationship of your dreams. And we will be back next week with more.